Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 357 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. I gotta get my energy up. Woo! Before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hoffman Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Sinson, and Phil Feldman. Carlos, you were telling me the other day uh, something about our Black Belt patrons. Yeah, they're all in a dart throwing league. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, though, they're really good, so they have to handicap themselves. How do they handicap themselves? Well, no, like they first tried like going like back like 100 yards and throwing from there, but they are still too good at it. Okay. So they, start, they made it so that they're actually not going to be in the same room as when they're throwing at the dartboards. They're bouncing it off walls Whoa. to get it on the target. That's insane. Yeah, it's more of a challenge for them now. That is crazy. Yeah, you got to, you, you get, when you're that good, you just got to give everybody else a handicap. I, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. If, if I'm being completely honest, that absolutely makes sense. So if you'd like to learn um, the secret art of dart throwing from another room and bouncing it off of things, uh, you should become a patron at patreon.com slash Studios or head over to uh, blindnessstudios.com and click on the patron link on our homepage. And while you're there, go ahead and check out our store by clicking on the store link at blindnessstudios.com or heading over to teespring.com slash store slash Studios. And Carlos, what have you been up to, man? Oh, let's see. Uh, I've been working, looking forward to getting this last part of this project done so that I can maybe take some PTO. What? Uh, but also, Games Done Quick was uh, was going on this last week, and I've been watching that, and uh, I haven't checked what the final number was. Like, they closed the show, like, 100K short of 3 million, which is pretty good, though. Oh, wow. Us, yeah, that's really good. Uh, f- so, uh, and, uh, quick, really quick, like, uh, Summer Games Done Quick is a speed-running, uh, uh, video game speed-running marathon, where all week long... 24 hours a day, people are speedrunning games, uh, and it's all being streamed on Twitch, and they're trying to raise money, and it was for, uh, the Summer Games and Quick is for Doctor's Up Orders. Oh, nice. Okay. So they, uh, the, at the end of the show, they were at $2.9 million. They probably, it pro- they probably broke a $3 million after taking in uh, all the Twitch stuff and all the apparel uh, mm-hmm. percentages. So, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to go back on YouTube and to watch because, uh, unfortunately, I can't watch. I can't uh, function at work while watching like something yeah. on Twitch and uh, get anything done. So that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Nope. Not really. All righty. Let's see. Uh, this week, my brother has been in town, so I've uh, been spending a lot of time with him. So it's been a lot of long days and late nights, and I'm uh, I'm ready for a nap. Like, just so ready for a nap. But uh, let's see. Things that we did this week. Um, oh, man. I'm, like, just blanking. We, we spent some time at the garage. Uh, we went out to uh, 45th uh, Parallel uh, for some pizza the other night. Um, we went mountain biking for the first time. Oh, yeah? Like, at the in the trails up, up uh, here in River Falls, we have a, a really cool set of I trails. didn't know you had a mountain bike. I do not have a mountain bike. Oh. I borrowed one. Okay. From uh, from one of my parents' friends. You could have borrowed my mountain bike. I borrowed a good one. I'm sorry. Is it that my mountain bike is a little large? 
A little so, large, a little large. I, I borrowed a, a fat tire bike, um, and like how was that? Uh, it was it was cool. The thing turns like a tank. Holy cow! Oh. Massive turn radius, <laughs> but uh, you know it was fun. Uh, mountain biking is not relaxing even a little bit uh, because if you lose focus, you run into a tree. So it was exhausting. Uh, we did about ninety minutes, and I was just. I know <laughs> that if I ran into a tree with a bicycle, I would bend that rim. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was it was something cool to do. I I'd do it again. Um, but uh, you know, I have all this dive stuff that I need to purchase first. And speaking of, I am I'm very excited because I got two dives coming up this week. Um, we're doing another dive at Perch Lake, just kind of a gear shakedown, um, and then we are going to Orbigon in uh, northern Minnesota. Uh, it's a lake Not Oregon, Orbigon. Orbigon, yep. Yeah. yeah, we're heading up to Orbigon. Um, it's a lake up there. It's a mining lake. It's supposed to be uh, really clear. Um, and so we're doing that on Saturday for two dives and coming back down. So that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting to tell you a little bit more about that next week. Um, and then other things I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, uh, I watched the new season of Leverage. Uh, they did Leverage uh, Redemption. Uh, the new season uh, without uh, Timothy Hutton, uh, Hutton's character. He was not in it, and he was replaced by uh, a character uh, played by Noah Wiley. Why did they replace him? Um, I want to say some Me Too stuff, okay. but I can't 100% remember. Um, and then... Uh, How was it? I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, they also replaced... So Hardison's character was in it for the first two episodes, um, and they replaced him with his uh, little sister. Which one's Hardison? Uh, he was the hacker. Oh, they replaced him? That's a bummer. Yep. Uh, well, it sounds like uh, it was a conflict with the actor's schedule. Oh, yeah. Um, and so they brought him in and did a smooth transfer. So, like, the character wasn't eliminated. Like, Timothy Hutton's character was killed off screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so Hardison has a chance to come back. I think there was just... Um, uh, film or uh, a schedule conflict, especially with COVID. Yeah. So. So yeah. Yeah. There's um, a lot of fun actors on that show. Like that's. It's just such a fun show. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's all on Amazon. Uh, like I'm on Amazon Prime for free. So do that. It's just such a good show. Um, for those of you who don't know, it every episode is a 45 minute heist movie. So if you love heist movies, you're going to absolutely love, love, love this show. Um, yeah. So uh, beyond that, not not much. Just uh, chilled in the pool today, made some burgers, grilled out a bit. Um, and then uh, hopefully taking it easy uh, tomorrow, then diving on Tuesday, and then hopefully taking it easy the rest of the week because my brother's going to be out of town for the second half of the week for his birthday, and I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, we got a beer. We got a beer to try here. Uh, should be actually. I think I'm just gonna. You want to split one? Sure. Um, just because I've been drinking all day and need to slow down a little bit. Uh, so we have Old Nation Brewing, or it's a beer from Old Nation Brewing. Um, I haven't quite figured out where they're out of yet. Do that in just a second here. It's got a strong smell to it. Um, it is an IPA, Old Nation Brewery. Uh, they are in Williams, Williamston, Williamston, uh, Michigan. Um, this is their 70 plus West Coast IPA, uh, 6.8%, uh, 72 IBUs. 
Um, it has Columbus, Simcoe, and Amarillo hops. Um, and then uh, Columbus, Simcoe, Amarillo, and Idaho 7 in the dry hop. So I'm, I'm really curious. I saw this. Uh, West Coast IPA really makes me happy all the time. Uh, this is uh, on the can. It says, we've made IPAs of all kinds in our 20 years of craft brewing, but the classic West Coast IPA is one of our absolute favorites. To us, West Coast IPA is about a straight down the middle Pilsner malt bill and hops which bring lots of pine and citrus notes to create a dry, hoppy, and aromatic ale like uh, none other. For the hops in uh, 70 plus... We chose the classic Columbus and Simcoe hops for their pine-like contribution along with Amarillo for citrus and floral notes and the proprietary Idaho 7 for a new school tropical twist. Uh, what was old is new. 70 plus. So yeah, I'm, the 70 plus is referring to the IBUs, I'm assuming. It's it has 70, to, yeah. Because yep. yeah. 72 IBUs. Um, I will say, it's clear. I love seeing that. Oh my god, that makes me so happy. Ooh, There's a lot of different hops in here. That aroma is fantastic. Oh, yeah. That just, yeah, you get you get like the old school pine citrus. Um, and then like I do get a lot of tropical fruit from that Idaho 7. I, I don't normally notice that old school uh, uh, hop smell anymore. No? Or not as often. Not maybe. Or you don't, you don't come across it as often. Yeah. It's just not there. Yeah. Ooh, and that is that is clean and bitter. It's not like it's not like palate strippingly bitter, but it's a good strong bitterness and it like and it attenuates very well like it's very dry. Mm. That is a good beer. It is. It's it's a, it's a very good IPA. I I really like it. This is a this is a damn good beer. Uh, so if you are looking for a old school IPA, grab this. Man, out of Michigan, just phenomenal. I don't know. Have we had this brewer stuff on? Uh, we have not. We no. have not had them because yeah, this is this is really good. Yeah. So what? And it, yeah, it is as Casey said, very clear, uh, classic West Coast IPA. Yeah, and I'm I just kind of grabbed it on a whim while I was picking up some other beers, and wow, this is really good. Oh man, and they got they got pub food. What? Got cheese curds. We got barbecue pork tots. Which part of Michigan are they in? Well, now I need to find out. What else they got here? What else they got? Pickle chips. Oh man, they got sandwiches and burgers. What is that? What? What? Man, Owen's uh, pig stacked burger. It's a burger topped with pulled pork, ham, bacon, Swiss and American cheese, barbecue sauce, and an onion ring. So we got to go there right now. <laughs> Guys, you got to cut the show, the show short. Got to go drive to Michigan. <laughs> we need to find pulled pork, ham, and bacon on a burger. <laughs> wow, that sounds good. And they got poutine. What? What part of uh, Michigan are they on? Check this out. They're poutine. Oh, okay. Two fried eggs and jalapenos. I've never had fried egg and a, a poutine before. Well, doesn't that sound delicious? I, I do really love poutine. Oh, man, I like eggs on things. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, what, what what were we talking about before I got distracted by their food we're, menu? We were talking about the beer. Where in Michigan, though, are they? Oh, uh, let's find out. Old Nation Brewery. They are 
Well, in Williamston, I said that before, but I don't know where in Michigan. Uh, looks like near Lansing. Uh, so between between Lansing and, De- and Detroit. Oh, so they're uh, not on the uh, the peninsula. No, no, they're they're not in the UP. They're they're definitely southern. So Michigan. that's not a drive. That's a flight. It's definitely a flight. The UP is close to a flight. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, it's pretty close. That's uh, that's that's. That's almost uh, that's over my four hour limit, but I <laughs> I would probably drive it. Um, yeah, so give me a number, man. I'll take another sip of this very good idea. I just I like to smell it. It smells so good too. You know this uh this IPA gets a lot of things right, and it's very easy to drink. Uh, Six point eight percent. So it's gonna like a uh, entire can of this. Is, it's a uh, kicker. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this, you know, it's been a while since I had an IPA like this. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I'm going to give it a 9. Um, I, I would go with your 8.5, but it's clear. I see. <laughs> and so I was going with a 9. Um, I really like this. It's old school. It it, it tickles me right where I want to be tickled, uh, especially with beers lately right now. Uh, it's just so many hazies. Everything's a haze. Everything's a haze. Everything's a haze. Well... Can you taste haze? I don't think that's a thing that you can. No, but the, the way the way that they're made, it's um like they're they're softer on the like okay. on the palate. Like they're just they. This is this has a like oh, crispness so, to it. So in order for it to be hazy, you have to do certain things that are going to affect its. Final no, flavor. no, and it's more in doing the things that are affecting the final flavor. It's going to be hazy. Um, and this is like, this just has a nice cleanness to it. I like it. Um, and just, I, I like seeing, uh, like, and I hate saying this, a brewery, like, you know, stepping out of the box and making a, a clean IPA instead of a muddled mess. So yeah, old nation brewing company. I like the label too. Like it's very like classic type of label. Yeah. And I saw some of their other beers there, so we might have a couple more in the future because, man, is this good. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I think I think this brings us to America's favorite segment. America's Family Videos? The next quarter mile. Got to turn those car LEDs on. Got to ha- and uh, put your, your uh, all right. The, un- the the underglow's on. Yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm pulling up on the semi, and I think I'm ready for plot in sixty seconds. You give me the go. All right, three, two, one, go. All right. Uh, so it, the the entire story starts out. Uh, we have. Three Mazdas going in to steal some DVD players and uh, VCR TV combos. Then, boom, cut. Now we have Brian racing his little Honda, and he's not doing very well, and he's real mad. Then he goes and gets a tuna fish sandwich with the, cut, shut, the, the crust cut off. Almost gets the shit beat out of him while he's hitting on Dom's sister. Dom comes out and says to leave. 30 seconds. He's like, no, I don't want to leave. He's like, go, street race. Woo, street races with Dom. Blows up his car, but doesn't really blow up his car. Cops show up. Oh, no. They all race away. Dom is getting chased down by the police. Brian pulls up, puts Dom in the car. They go. They get uh, they get pulled over by a 
motorcycle gang. Then, like, they get out and things are bad. Then they shoot up his car. Then they go to a party and he drinks some Corona. And then uh, they, they they go back and they're sneaking around and they think Brian's a cop. No! <laughs> this is going to get insane the further we get. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We can get an entire movie, let alone multiple movies in 60 seconds. Uh, oh, you're going to have to keep listening to find out. <laughs> We're going to get better because I did. I, I got your I got I got the last segment and this one done. And I was this close to being done with this one. Yeah. So I need to make notes next time. Yeah. So, yeah, we're at the halfway point of the movie. If you've yep. been paying attention, this is the second part of, uh, of Fast and the Furious, 2001 Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And like uh, just a reminder, this is the segment where we watch uh, the Fast and the Furious and drink Corona. Yeah, that's because uh, they drink Corona, except for the one movie where apparently they don't drink Corona. So we're going to have to. Oh, yeah. You're foaming up a little there. But uh, yeah, there's. We're gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to switch from Corona for one movie. All right. So uh, yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, this this twenty six and a half minutes of the film. Honestly, uh, it was a lot of setup. Yeah. Um, there was a few things uh, that that I, I think we need to talk about. Brian Spellman was a cop the whole time. Right. So you say that, right? Like, because that's common knowledge now, but that wasn't in any of the trailers or anything. So that was like a legitimate twist when the movie first came out. Really? Yeah. I mean, it takes place 35 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, like, that's a twist. That could be a twist. I don't know. I'm just a little... I, I've seen so many movies and TV shows that it's kind of like just expected. Well, yeah, but, now... But, you know, now that I think about... But on the other hand, though... 20 like, years ago. It was a long time ago that since I saw this movie or Fast and Furious 2. Too yeah. fast. Too furious. Right. Uh, I, I don't want to confuse anybody by thinking that there's a different movie out there besides Too Fast, Too Furious. Right. So, um, yeah. So we, we find out that he's a cop. Um, and they, they drink... Um, Decaf, iced macchiatos, macchiatos, macchiato. No cappuccino. No, cappuccino. were they cappuccinos or macchiatos? I thought it was macchiatos. Okay, yeah. So they drink decaf iced macchiatos, which is just insane. There is no cop out there that would want decaf. No, absolutely not. Like just, just insane. Um, and like, there's some beef between the cops and the FBI. Um, and then Brian blew up their car, so they need another car, and like he gets some. Brian don't blow up the car. Tran built, blew up the car. Although he did have a lot of NOS in his car because he did use all the NOS. Should have used all the NOS. Yeah, use NOS to go fast. Yep, and blow up your car. <laughs> um, yeah, so like that's it's uh, the other the other thing. Uh, so when they get back to the party. Um, Dom makes this big show and like essentially makes it so everybody hates Brian more by taking all their beers and giving them to Brian. <laughs> That's funny. <though>. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because Dom's pissed off. And it's oh great. yeah, he's like, you don't get a beer. Yeah, you can have any beer you want as long as it's a Corona. Because <laughs> uh, they only drink Corona. So, yeah, we see these side characters in here, though, and there's so many movies left. I'm really curious how long, how much... Like, how who's, may, well, and which who's, side, the, who's the one guy that was in the garage, like, that was being questioned and having gas put in his mouth? Was it Tom? Was it Tom or something? I think like it was Tom, yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious what he's going to do in the later movies. If he makes it out, I don't know. We, <laughs> we ended on a cliffhanger where they were pouring oil in Tom's mouth. 
I think I'll make it out of that scene. It'll become a fan favorite character. I, I don't know, man. Like that's like they're pouring oil in his mouth. That doesn't seem good. Yeah, as long as he's not drinking it. Um, the so I think like the weirdest like they so they're making it so all all these side characters are very unlikable. And also, like, the characters are doing ridiculous. So, Brian and Mia have this, uh, have this, like, you know, this flirty thing going on. And, uh, Vinny comes in again, or Vince comes in again, uh, into the kitchen and, like, makes some comment. And then Mia, all flirty, is like, oh, what's that, uh, Cuban restaurant you wanted me to take you, you wanted to take me to, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, as soon as he names it, she turns to Brian and she's like, all right, you can take me there at 10 on Friday. But, I mean, that... Is the character's name Vinny? Vinny or Vince. Like, that character is clearly either literally going to betray the whole team or betray Brian. Absolutely. Well, he already put a shotgun in Brian's face. But he's right. Brian is a cop. Oh, Brian's a rat. Oh, yeah. He's a dirty, dirty rat. But at the moment, they're not the ones that are stealing VCRs. The other people are the ones that have all the DVD. I'm sorry, not VCRs. It's TV-VCR combos and And DVD DVD players. And a ridiculous cost apparently is attached to this number of stuff they've stolen. So much money. And we're ta- there's also talk about like the truckers are going to take matters into their own hands. Oh, and I, I can't wait to see if that comes comes in. Is that is that a Chekhov gun situation? Are the truckers going to have a, a, a like a, are, have people hidden in the back of the truck? They're going to have guns. Well, yes, that's clearly what's going to happen. I think. You think so? I, it has to be, unlike, unless they decide to waste a line in the movie, which this movie is clearly really well put together. They're not going to waste any lines. My, my favorite part is I know what's going to happen, yeah. and then you have no idea, and I love hearing like what you think is going to happen. Well, yeah, I, I, got, I only get a quarter of the movie at a time, Yep, and I have not seen this movie for a very long time. All right. Uh, is there anything um, you would like to comment on before we move on from this segment? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel's character, Dom, uh, really does trust Brian very quickly. Incredibly quickly. Though, to be fair, it was a good trust move. Yeah. Like, there, there, was, there, was, there was a lot of trust, but, like, and the whole Tran thing couldn't have been, like, couldn't have happened at a better time. Oh, but, he, but now he's still, oh, because he could never deliver that car. Even that 10-second car. Even though, like, Dom was in the seat with him. But he didn't, he didn't take delivery yet. Yeah. He still owes Dom a 10-second car. But that other car wasn't 10 second, was it? It was a 10 second car. No, oh, it, it, he just destroyed it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I've enjoyed it. I, I, I did like uh, Dom's reference that the car was a, like the uh, car that was going to be a replacement was a 10 minute car. Right. And I have to push it across the finish line. And then apparently there's something about the engine that makes it special. I it's a special know. engine. They said a lot of engine-y words. I bet it's magic. I think all the engines are magic. I bet it runs off the unicorn farts that we had in the last beer last week. That beer was so bad. <laughs> it just was. It, it wasn't super bad. It was just utterly pointless. Utterly pointless and not enjoyable. Okay. All right. That brings us to the end of the next quarter mile. Screeched. <laughs> And now, the Department of Offense presents News with Casey. That's me. A man is in jail after deputies said he tried to break into a Harrison Township home while four children were inside. According to family members, the kids called 911 and a 15-year-old celebrating his birthday Wednesday chased the suspect away with a samurai sword he recently bought on vacation. 
Dispatch uh, received a 911 call about the attempted break-in in the 5200 block of Susan Drive in Harrison Township about 1 p.m. on Wednesday. At the time, four children ranging uh, from age 11 to 15 were home while their parents were at work. The kids called in a panic, saying someone was trying to break into the house. The father, um, who asked uh, was not to be identified, said... I tell you what, I was scared to death. The father pulled up home surveillance on his phone and saw the man, or the man causing damage to his property, including appearing to hammer the pool. Uh, what? Yeah, he was hammering the pool. That's Wait, a rude thing to do. This does not seem like a thing that like somebody who's like literally going to steal stuff. This seems like a guy out there to destroy stuff. Yep. A uh, video later showed the man pulling away rapidly in a car, according to a 911 uh, call obtained by uh, the news center. Uh, the suspect broke a window and tried to get into the house. The kids screamed and ran and hid in a closet. Um, the oldest boy, uh, he actually grabbed a samurai sword and ran after the guy. Surveillance showed the man rapidly pulling away a short time later. The family gave the video to the police, uh, who were able to track the suspect down um, a few miles away. The man later identified as Rodney Smith is in jail facing a preliminary charge of aggravated battery. Was he, like, just... Like, uh, what state did this take place in? Uh, I don't remember. So, like, uh, was he just out there to, like, it seems like he was, like, maybe high on meth or something. And, like, something. Uh, like, I feel like he was just in, like, a destructive mood. Yeah. All right. Because uh, so normally if somebody is going to try to break in your house to steal stuff, if there's somebody inside, they're probably going to try to like, get out of there. Yeah. Carlos, I have some, uh, this next story I feel like you have some strong opinions about, and I'm very excited to hear them. Oh, I don't even know what the story is yet, but I have strong opinions about it already. I know, I know. So food waste is more and more of a known issue, with American consumers wasting nearly 40% of the food they buy, um, according to the Natural Resources Defense Council. Why, then, are hot dog makers and hot dog bun bakers not doing their part? Hot dogs, uh, Heinz Ketchup Canada... Uh, says in a new video, often come in packs of 10, while hot dog buns regularly comes in, come in groups of eight. Why can't Big Bun and Big Dog get together on this? Steve Martin's character in the 1991 film Father of the Bride made this point 30 years ago with different numbers. I want to buy eight hot dogs and eight hot dog buns to go with them, Martin's character said, while tearing buns out of a package at the supermarket. But no one sells uh, eight hot dog buns. They only sell 12 hot dog buns, so I end up paying for four buns I don't need. So I'm removing the surplus. Sur you know the word. Surplus. Su no, sur superfluous. Superfluous. Yes, that's the one. Buns. Wow, I said a word correctly? Yeah, what is I, going on and here? I couldn't. I was tongue-tied. Now, Heinz Ketchup Canada is getting involved in this decades-long struggle. In addition to the video, uh, the company posted an online petition urging Big Bun and Big Wiener to get together and put 10 hot, dog bun, uh, hot dogs in a package and 10 buns in a package. As of Wednesday uh, morning... Uh, just over 5,700 people have signed, and their comments show the issue has bugged a lot of hot dog eaters for a lot of years. 100% in for this, wrote one petition signer. It has been so annoying running out of buns over the years. Then, uh, to resort to bread slices in a pinch, it just isn't the same. I never resort to bread slices. I, that was, like, that happened all the time as a kid. Like, uh, you grow up and, like, uh, you just eventually you run off the hot dog buns and you got to go to the bread slices. But as a, a self-proclaimed adult, I will not do that because I am not likely to have a fresh loaf of bread around. Right. Um, Heinz, of course, makes neither hot dog 
hot dogs nor buns, but ketchup, a condiment many people use on hot dogs and many think should never uh, come anywhere near a hot dog. In fact, the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council just came out to say only children should eat their hot dogs with ketchup. They should shut the fuck up. <laughs> Look, first of all, the Hot Dog Federation. Uh, no, it's the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Nobody said federation. No. You said federation. The Hot Dog Federation. That's He's not a thing. foot out of its ass. No, no, Carlos. Here's the best part. Hot Dog Federation isn't a thing that I know of, which means you can create the Hot Dog Federation. Look, first of all, these guys got to know that brats are way better than hot dogs. Hot dogs, it literally does not matter what you put on there because there's a hot dog. There, it's, hot dogs can only get so good. There is no hot dog federation. <laughs> I wonder if hotdogfederation.com is available. <laughs> it is. <laughs> we can get t-shirts. <laughs> Hot Dog Federation, we don't give a shit what you put on your wiener. It redirects to our store where we have a Hot Dog Federation t-shirt. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, so first of all, judging people for putting ketchup on a hot dog. Hot dog, of all the sausages, is the lowest rung, I would say. Um, I would, I would disagree with that. I think, uh, Vienna sausage is lower on the rung than hot dog. All right. I, I've never had Vienna sausage. You never had the, like the little mini Vienna sausage? Oh, is that what those like little cocktail weenies? Yeah. But they're so fancy with their toothpicks. Well, no, they, they, they come in a can. <laughs> oh. The sausage comes in a can. Oh yeah. That, that puts it at the lowest rung. Like <laughs> anything that comes out of a can is automatically <laughs> on the very bottom. Uh, but like hot dogs, like it doesn't matter. I get and uh, ketchup. But, but, so, but even within hot dogs, though, there's there's rankings within hot dogs. Yeah, because, like, there are some hot dogs that are better than others. Like I and in fact, on this very show, we found the best hot dog. Yeah, the best hot dog of all the ones we tasted. We did that, that was a thing that we did. Yep. And yeah, so yeah, it's true. Some hot dogs are better than others, but they're still a hot dog. Like a brat is going to be better than a hot dog. Pretty much every day. Yeah. I also like so unless it's a very bad brat. So we're 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 getting we're getting a little lost in the woods here. But look, I have a I my problem is with the ketchup dig. The dig <laughs> at fucking ketchup. That's my problem. What's your problem? Well, there is a lot of ketchup hate that I don't quite understand. Ketchup is a perfectly fine condiment. Look, I when I get a uh when I use, when I do a brat or a hot dog, I put some ketchup on there. I usually go light ketchup just because it is a little sweet, so I want to go a little light on there. Uh I'm a mustard fiend, though. So I you are a mustard monster. Yeah. So there's mustard on there, uh, and uh, I like uh, with a hot dog or a brat. I like a little relish on there. I I've actually changed. I'm no longer a dill relish fan, uh, which is fine. But I'm more of a uh, the jalapeno See, re- relish, and, and that's mean, that's great. I I still think that the perfect condiment for any kind of sausage. Oh, especially, like, if we're going in, like, sausages that you put on buns is sauerkraut. Like, I'm a very big proponent of sauerkraut. And it's, it's. I mean, you get a lot of the same thing uh, that you get with relish. Like, you get that pickle, pickle brine, but I feel like you get more bite and funk with sauerkraut. Yeah. And, like, that, when you're eating a brat, that's great. Like, when you're eating a hot dog, 
I, I think that would actually be too much for a hot dog. You're kind of overwhelming the hot dog. The hot dog I, can I only think, have so much. I think it depends on the hot dog. <laughs> like, it really depends on the hot dog. And as the founders of the Hot Dog Federation, <laughs> we have valid opinions. we got to make the rules. I know. It's very exciting. <laughs> Uh, Hot Dog Federation, it's your wiener. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good shirt, right? That's a good shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, are you listening? We need you to design the shirt now. We need this shirt. (laughs) (sighs) Man, I can't believe that they got all up in arms about ketchup. They, that made them enemies of everybody. Right. There's nobody that's going to be on their side. Also, like, when, like, why would you add that in here when we were talking about a very important issue where the hot dog buns and the hot dogs don't match? Well, and, like, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I completely forgot that it was not actually what the t- story was about. I got sidetracked by getting angry at the hot dog council. Uh, the hot dog, and the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. I got the sidetrack because I got angry at those people. Yes. <laughs> but like uh, to make things worse, though, like is like like brats come in whatever number quantity, like six, you get five. Sometimes I've seen five. There are six. Uh, and it's just like, in, in that case, though, like you like if you can try to avoid getting hot dog ones because they're a little small. And well, so five makes sense because usually it's 10 buns. Yeah. Right. So you get the 10 buns and then you have two packages of brats and you're good. But you don't usually get hot, get hot dogs in 10, do you? No. Hot dogs, uh, what is it? Is it eight? I think hot dogs come in eight. How many hot dogs in a pack? I think they come in all different quantities. No, but there's no, there's no rule that forces them to conform. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Hang on. It's, it's 10 hot dogs and eight bones. That just is a mess. There's just no winning. I think it's uh, all because they want. They know that you're either going to buy well, more hot dogs. Well, now I'm just dogs. confused. The people who make hot dogs know that either you're going to buy more hot dogs because it doesn't match, or the people that make buns are going to be like, you're going to buy more buns because it de- doesn't match. Or maybe they're and just nobody like, has any reason there's always together. the weird person who just wants to eat the hot dog without a bun, or the dog gets to. Sounds like a thing that Rick would do. Would just out of nowhere just eat a fucking hot dog. Yeah, or you know, like a handful of cheese slices. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, now that we're all worked up about that, let's move on to our final uh, story. A police chase of a woman in a stolen truck ended at a McDonald's drive-through after she tried to order food during the pursuit. The chase happened around 8.45 a.m. in Worcester, uh, Massachusetts, on uh, Tuesday. Officers got a 911 call about a stolen pickup truck in the eastern part of the city. The man uh, that made the 911 call told officers that a woman whom he said he didn't know climbed into his car and drove away. He said his pickup had uh, GPS and he could see its location. As officers made their way to the area of the stolen truck, they were flagged down by another driver who said their car had been hit by the truck minutes before. Uh, Joanna Gardell, age 38, was identified as the person accused of stealing the truck, and officers said they found her in the stolen truck a few blocks away. The officer activated his uh, blue lights and got out of his cruiser and approached the stolen vehicle. 
The operator uh, drove away as the officer walked toward her. The officer got back into his cruiser and followed her at a low rate of speed, but she did not stop. Miss Gardell began to increase her speed on Main Street and drove through red lights. The officer deactivated his lights and sirens and stopped following her for safety reasons. The woman allegedly crossed into the wrong lane in, uh, in oncoming traffic, hitting a van. Uh, she backed up the vehicle at a high rate of speed and struck a, a cruiser behind her and knocked down and dragged one of the detail officers. Officer pers- officers pursued the stolen vehicle at a low rate of speed before the pursuit was called off for safety. Holy shit. What the fuck? Like, She's literally playing Grand Theft Auto. And like these cops actually did the right thing in the fact that they're just like, fuck. <laughs> well, they, well, like uh, they figured that like at this point, like they're going to find her no matter what. And it's better to like nobody to put make put nobody else at risk. Yeah. Yep. Um, Gardell allegedly pulled into the drive-through at a nearby McDonald's to try and order food, but officers found her and tried to arrest her. Officers approached her in two vehicles, but she intentionally struck one before veering off the road and getting the stolen pickup truck stuck in a pile of mulch that was on the McDonald's property. Officers were then able to pull Gardell out of the vehicle as she fought and struggled with them during the arrest. Gardell is facing a litany of charges, including failure to stop for police, leaving the scene of an accident with personal injury, assault and battery by means of a dangerous weapon, malicious mischief to motor motor vehicles, uh, disturbing the peace, disorderly conduct, and use of a motor vehicle without authority, among several others. Wait, without authority? Yeah, I don't know what that means. You can use the car without authority, like. Well, it's it's like if you drive like meekishly, you're not driving with authority. It sounds like they were not driving meekishly. <laughs> Matter of fact, <laughs> that is the opposite of their problem. All right. Uh, well, this brings us to our discussion topic today, um, which I am totally not making up right on the spot here. But I had a lot of fun with uh, with founding our National Hot Dog uh, Federation um, and uh, our discussion on the annoyance that is looking down on ketchup. Right. So there is a lot of there's a lot of foods out there that people look down upon. And I feel like it's not like there there's a lot of these that don't deserve it. Yeah, ketchup doesn't deserve it. Ketchup doesn't deserve it. People get distracted by getting angry at ketchup, I guess, and that's not the real enemy here. Well, that's I. I mean, this is okay. Sweet pickles, bread and butter pickles are monstrous. Anybody who buys bread and butter pickles instead of dill and brings them to any kind of cookout is no longer allowed at the cookout. So I still have strong memories of being a kid, Uh, Colorado probably four years old, going at, like, some friend, some uh, family friend's cookout or something like that. Uh, it's down the mountain or something. And we were, we're there at the cookout. And, like, I'm a kid. I fucking love pickles, apparently. Uh, probably, I'm assuming. I can only assume because I still love pickles. Children love pickles. Now, I got some pickles. And it's a, it looks like a pickle. I take a bite out of it. Fucking sweet. Who? What kind of a monster would make a sweet pickle? It doesn't work. Like, what is what? What are you supposed to add that to? A sandwich? No, no. You get your you get your sweet shit out of my sandwich. If I want if I want something sweet on a burger, I'm gonna add onion jam, cause like that's the jammy jam yam yam. Like that is delicious. And I think there's been a couple times where like I've been in a restaurant and I've like ordered something that like has a pickle on it, and it'll be like a sweet pickle that they'll put on there. Yeah, fucking monsters. I think I've had like a Cuban like that. You know, you know who has sweet pickles on the side, and it really, like, it really gets my goat. What? Pitchfork. 
Yeah, that's not great. No, I love Pitchfork, and there is sometimes a sweet pickle on my Wait, plate. They did they did the pickle pizza recently. Was that dill or sweet? It was dill. Okay. Because that sounds like you're just going to make a lot of people very Right, unhappy. and I know Matt's listening, so hey, Matt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I, I don't I don't want a sweet pickle. It's not cool, man. It's not cool. And, like, I can suffer through a sweet pickle now. I'm an adult. I'm no longer a four-year-old at some cookout being unhappy that the pickle is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. So... Here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move past sweet pickles because I feel like I feel <laughs> we like got, we got a little sidetrack. We we got a little sidetrack about uh, the true enemy of all condiments. Yes. Um. No. So it's not necessarily kind of like it's it. Well, yeah. Let's let's leave it at condiments or like accoutrement to to main things that people view as childish or not good. But I feel like they have a place. The biggest one for me is American cheese. American cheese is a very very important cheese. It. May be the best cheese for a thin burger patty because it's incredibly melty. It has a solid flavor, and like it's just a really good cheese. I don't know, like uh, cheddar. I, I, cheddar can be overpowering, and like then you're not tasting the beef. Like American cheese is subtle enough where it's fine. American cheese is really good in like macaroni and cheese and things where you want the cheese to be an element but not overpower the dish because cheese is very strong. Yeah, and I see what you're saying. Uh, I'm I just I'm more partial to cheddar on the burgers just because like it just. Like just because of the flavors it does that, but well, I see where you're saying where you're coming from. Where so like, like we had American cheese on our burgers today, yeah, and it was good. It was really yeah. good. No, yeah, it's not bad. No, I, I it's just like it's it's a flavor that like it. I I don't understand the hate that American cheese gets. Oh, it's not. I I don't have hate for it at all. It's uh, I just have a preference for uh, for cheddar over the American cheese. Yep. I don't know. Although a good blue cheese on a burger. Like well, a, if you're doing specialty burger, oh yeah, and I, I'm specifically talking like when you have like a thin patty with just like right. you just slap some American cheese on there. I I really actually when I when I make a burger, it's very rare that I do a, a thin patty. Yeah, you like and especially like a smash burger or something like that. Like you want the American cheese in there because it like it oozes and all like the little cracks and crannies of the beef and. It's just so good. And also, if you're doing a Juicy Lucy, that's pretty much the cheese you have to use. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to it's not gonna melt properly. You're going to... And, like, you don't want to, like, bite into a Juicy Lucy and there's just, like, a raw cheese curd in there. There's some people who are antagonistic towards mustard. I don't... I don't understand that. Mustard is probably the most useful condiment in the kitchen. Yeah, and it, like because uh, every a, mustard has a place. It adds a good tang, adds a good spice sometimes, depending on the mustard. I and like that's one of the reasons why it's one of my go-to things for having a uh, hot dog or a brat. In the case of a hot dog, I got, I kind of do actually have to drown that in mustard. Well, no, so you you go a little overboard, especially with your Frenches. Like, I go a you, little bit overboard sometimes. Sometimes I like if it's a brat, I normally not drowning it in mustard. Yeah. If it's a hot dog, though, I will put on all the mustard. Yeah. I no, can. And, and hot dogs need like there's something about like a hot dog with French's or even like the if you're doing like the classic American cheeseburger with American cheese, like a grilled patty with um, pickles, 
ketchup and French's. Like, and it has to be French's. Like, keep your Dijon out of there. Like, it needs to be French's in that thing because it has, like, that very specific, like, it's very vinegary. It's, like, it has... It has, like, a very mustardy flavor. But, like, Dijon can be good on a burger, though. So, well, Dijon is, oh, it's fantastic. But I I love Dijon. I always keep a bottle of Dijon in the fridge because I like to add it to sauces. Like, if I'm making, like, um, a cream or, like, a like a sour cream or yogurt-based sauce or even, like, a mayonnaise-based sauce, um, a little squirt of Dijon in there adds... Like just just that little like oh yeah and like uh, when I come like the one downside is though if you go to a restaurant and like they, they of course there's a, a bottle of Heinz ketchup there that they're they're going to give you no matter what and sometimes at some restaurants you always have to ask for the mustard and like if it's a place that has like a lot of burgers on the menu I feel like you shouldn't have to and it's even worse when they don't got a bottle of mustard they got a little tiny cup of mustard you get. I think I think worse is when they give you stone ground mustard and you're not having a sausage. I I like I think stone ground mustard belongs on sausages, like a a brat or like something in that in that range. Like don't put a stone ground mustard on my hamburger. Yeah. Oh, uh, stone ground mustard is also good with pretzels. Oh yeah, stone ground mustard in German food I think is the. I don't know what like, is the rule. Sometimes, like, there's some places where you, when you get like a uh, a soft pretzel, it'll come with a thing of cheese and a thing of mustard, and I prefer the cheese every time. Like, there's a couple times where, like, I've asked, like, "Hey, could I just get two things of cheese?" And that's always superior. I I disagree. I like I like the if if it's a good strong mustard, I like I like that better. Uh, it's just like when it comes for me when it comes to pretzels, like I like the cheese flavor with the pretzels well, more. So. The, the pro- so my problem with the cheese is the pretzel's already kind of heavy. Yeah. And then you add more fat on top of it. Like, at least with the mustard, you get something that's brightening it up a little yeah, bit. It, it doesn't it, feel does, it does give it a little tang. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, know what, you know what I think we need to see more is horseradish condiments. There's not enough of them, and they're not... Like I don't understand why. So when I go when I go get Japanese food, I always get you know there there there's always wasabi there, and there's something about like the quick heat of wasabi that's really nice. And horseradish has a very similar quick heat, and I want that. Like, did we go get sushi on Monday? Was it? I can't remember. We got sushi very recently. Uh, last Saturday. It was Saturday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Last Saturday. Yeah, I I, I got the uh, a thing of sashimi. Uh, uh, just change the topic real quickly. I got I think that's sashimi. It's not the same. Like I, I really should have just gotten like one of the sushis instead, just because like sashimi. It was very interesting because I got to try all the different fish, mm-hmm. just straight up get the flavor of the fish. Yep. Uh, but like it's not a thing I would want to do again because I, I really like the the flavor that the rice gives to it. So if if I if I'm going out and it's one of those things where I'm like okay. I'm kind of hungry, but I'm not like insanely hungry, but I want to feel like I ate a bunch of sushi. Mm-hmm. I always get the sashimi because it's it's just pure protein. Oh, yeah. And like you don't have all that rice. But I think yeah. that, that might have been the reason I got it, too, because I think I had eaten a big lunch. Oh, yeah, because we went off to Bob Town. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely had a big lunch. Yeah, yeah you, got, you got wings and a burger. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we spent four hours in the pool. Yeah, no, it was a good day. It was, it was a, a great day. Good use of the 4th of July weekend. Um, but yeah, so just like, I feel like there needs to be more horseradish out there. So horseradish has not been ever a thing that I've like thought about going toward to for a condiment. So, 
Uh, yeah, I guess I have nothing against going to, going with more horseradish. Uh, sauerkraut. There's, I think there's always room for sauerkraut. Uh, oh yeah, there's always room. For like sauerkraut. not an except all- on a first date. Never, never <laughs> get sauerkraut on a first date. You'll regret it immediately. I learned that one uh, the hard way. Um, yep. No, but like maybe the one thing I probably wouldn't want it on is a burger. I don't think I want it on a burger. I think I want to keep it re- relegated towards the hot dogs and the brats. So, how do you feel about bratwurst patties? I don't think I've had one. So a bratwurst patty on a pretzel bun with sauerkraut and mustard, incredible. Yeah, that does sound good. Because it's a sour, it's it's a sausage, uh, but it's flat. Yeah, and so like when it's flat, like so it doesn't have the sausage snap, but you get like the like the the caramelization you get from a burger, and then yeah, and it's on a pretzel bun. When it's flat, does it still have the casing? No, 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 you, you, you cut it, you cut the casing, and then you make a patty out of what's inside right. the casing. All right. I'm trying to think what other toppings, uh, like, uh, are, are matter. kitty. Well, so I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm looking at, like, the ones that get poo-pooed on. There's a lot of people who don't like mayo, and I think those people are just wrong. Mayo has its place. Uh, I'm not, I normally don't put mayo on things, but, like, you cannot eat a BLT without some mayo on it. Well, there. no, and also, like, mayo is a base, for a lot of things like anytime you're getting um any like a lot of a lot of the dips and sauces are mayo based just because it's it's a good base that whole that carries flavor i will say that if i if i order a, a food that has mayo on it i'll probably get light mayo on it oh really yeah no it's i don't want like a like a thick amount of mayo i just want like a light mayo on there i just want a little bit of it in there when it comes I mean, to flavor. Mayo, so mayo is the best thing to dip your french fries in and the only way, well, okay, it's the second best thing. The best thing is mayo chop. I I, I can't uh, argue in this case because I uh, I uh, I know I'm a, I'm the outlier here. I, <laughs> I, I'm very well aware that most people don't just take some mustard, squirt the mustard on your French fries, take a fork to it. No, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that is my preference, and I will not force it on others. <laughs> <laughs> no, and we will all gawk. <laughs> it's like, would you like any fries with your mustard? I, but yeah, that's just the thing. Like, where that when it comes to uh, French fries, I, I like the mustard that flavor to go with that that saltiness. No, and I think I think it all comes down to is food. Food doesn't really have rules. There's very few like food rules that are set in stone, and also get off your high horse. Like dipping your pizza crust in ranch is delicious sometimes. Don't worry about it. Like ranch is not my favorite condiment by any means, but it has its place. Like if uh, if like on some sandwiches, like you just have to have ranch. Um, like uh, in wraps, especially like ranch really shines. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. I, I normally ranch is not also one of my favorites. Normally, if there's anything with ranch in there, I will actually ask for light ranch or, uh, there is a while, like when I worked for McDonald's, they had these high quality wraps for a while, very short time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were actually very tasty, some good chicken in there, some veggies on there. I would never get sauce with it. It would always just be just the veggies, just the chicken. And 
uh, I'd never get ranch with it. So, uh, well, and like, so I also associate ranch with McDonald's because in my super fat days, I would, uh, like, on break, I would get a bunch of cheeseburgers, or I'd get, like, a double cheeseburger and fries, um, and then just douse, like, just dunk everything in ranch while I was just (laughs) shoveling it in. Uh, and that was that was my lunch every day. And then one day I looked in the mirror. I'm like, "Huh? How did I get to 300 pounds? It doesn't make any sense." <laughs> Were you really up to 300? Uh, 312. Holy shit! I know, right? <laughs> I've never even been that high. It, yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, it was. It was not good. It was not good. It, I, I blame ranch. Actually, I can't blame ranch. Ranch is delicious. It's not your fault, ranch. It's not your fault. <laughs> Yeah, but like uh, I think that's pretty much it when it comes to condiments. You know what? Uh, one of my uh, favorite spice, like some good. Uh, so as a kid, I was not a fan of uh, crushed red pepper. Oh man, pizza. crushed red pepper on pizza is so good. Oh no, it's really good. But like as a kid, I wasn't a fan of it. It was just uh, so. Like I guess I, that's not really a condiment. That's more of a a topping. Yeah, seasoning. well, yeah, and that's one of those things. Like I think you have to like grow into. Yeah, and just be like, oh wait. uh White people spicy isn't spicy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's 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 not, not spicy. It just adds a good flavor. No, well, and also like we overspice. I think everything in this house. I know I do because apparently I can't make chili anymore. For uh, well, you can't. It's just not a crowd pleaser. It, no, apparently not. It's a it's a crowd destroyer. Um, I, I can't take my love of spice to chili for our uh, no. chi- our uh, our uh, what is it. Uh, or New Year's? Yeah, it was New Year's, right. Because it wasn't Nacho Day. Yeah, I mean, so you know how, like, people are like, oh, this is your spicy five-alarm chili. Carlos's will melt paint off walls. And I don't get it. I, I don't see it, but, like, maybe I've just adjusted it. It's, it. No, like, don't get me wrong. It's very good. It's very good. It's layered. It's not just, like, palette-stripping spice, but it's got heat. Yeah, I, I can't do the ruby red hots in there any, uh, uh, anymore for any uh, chili that's gonna be served to people. <laughs> <laughs> this is robot chili only. No, and like, I'm sweating just thinking about it. Jesus, <laughs> it's a Pavlovian response right there. I do want to. I do kind of want to take that chili to uh, a chili competition sometime. I think it'd be really good. Like that, well, because I I, I, I want to see where it like ranks as far as other spicy chilies, but I don't know. I, I don't know how much most people like spicy chili. Yeah, well, and that's that's one that like you took you took um, the chili recipe that we kind of evolved together yeah. and then kind of went off with it. And well, I mean, like I didn't change that much. I just adjusted you, you like, upped the pepper. The heat, well, because yeah. like it's uh, like when it comes to dried peppers, game in, in like the local stores, not all you don't always get the right quantity. But so like I tossed in some. Uh, I I now tossed in a couple of ruby red hots that are dried because. Uh, you Why not? Can, we can get a pack of those and like toss two in those and like add a really good heavy spice in there, and as well as make the house unlivable for about a couple hours when you're toasting those. Toast them on the grill, man. Toast them <laughs> on the grill. Maybe I should. <laughs> uh, and but also like a little, uh, I I've changed it so I added lo- little uh, habanero in there because that and like I like that fruitiness is really good. Yeah, like you can't over you don't want to overdo it because you don't want. Because uh, if you do that, like you kind of uh, when it's right out of the pan, and you're getting way too much, ha- like too much yeah. fruitiness. But even in that case, 
If it's been in the fridge for a day, oh, it, then chili, that fruitiness like mixes in there. Chili and stews, and this is just a thing that I think everybody should know, and we're going to talk about that now for just a second. Never eat your chili and stews the day of. It sucks, but don't. Let them chill for at least 24 hours, and then it's going to be so much better. The only thing is, like, you can't really do that when you're doing having like a you're planning on having a bunch of people over. You're, normally, it's like one of those things that you make in the morning and it just sits. You just the only way you just work around it by like it actually sat for like an extra couple hours. Yeah, yeah. It's well, and I mean, I guess we could do it because we could just take the uh, the crock. We could let the crock pot cool, shove that in the fridge, and then the next day just put it back in the crock pot and. I feel like we got to be careful about doing that because my understanding is when you take cold things and then start making them hot, we let it cool first. (laughs) No, I mean, after it's been cool, you got to let it get to room. You let it come up to room temperature in the morning. We don't want to have another case like the cracked window that we had in our living room for a while. We haven't destroyed a crock pot. Well, I take that back. I have destroyed a crock pot. (laughs) But that was not because of a cool thing going into a hot thing. It's a hot thing that you put on a hot thing. Yes, I put the hot hot (laughs) thing on the stove and accidentally turned on the hob. And we didn't have a crock pot for a while. We had a crock pot. It just leaned. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. We've all done some dumb things. And on that note, should we get out of here? Yeah. Um, Oh, I was going to the wrong computer. Oh, nope. That's news. (laughs) Sorry. We added a new segment with a new thing. And now like my buttons my buttons are different. All right, guys, uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsseries.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsseries. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnewsgrinninja. And I'll see you guys next week.